Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's show. Before we get to our interview today, I would like to just remind you that we have the International Sacred Sexual Music Festival happening virtually live stream this year, April 16th, 17th, and 18th. I am going to be celebrating my birthday on the 17th of this Sacred Sexual Music Festival. We have over 20 plus sexuality experts, teachers, demonstrators, healing practitioners, and musicians that we we all can learn from and reflect on a new way to honor our life force energy. So the speakers, the dancers, the musicians from all around the world are really going to get us in touch with the essence of our sexuality. We're going to learn how to live with a new, more sacred sexual energy in times of the Me Too movement and the Harvey Weinstein era. We're going to learn about what different spiritual traditions teach about sexuality, how we can shift our culture to remember when our bodies were seen and known as sacred, why we live in a sex-phobic culture and how to step into a new attitude. We're also going to learn about our sexual life from the recent pandemic and social justice crisis. And we're also going to learn about the greater cosmological, planetary, and evolutionary cycles we are a part of. This is really going to be an amazing virtual festival. I do hope that you will join us. We have tickets for sale now. The link is in the show notes, but you can go to sacredsexualmusicfestival.com. All right, let's get to our guest today. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Path 11 podcast. Now, you guys are probably wondering, what's going on? Why is April talking so much about sexuality and spirituality on the Path 11 podcast? Well, let me tell you, because that ties into our guest today, Marais Simone, and she is a presenter at the Sacred Sexual Music Festival. And Path 11 Productions was actually invited to be the company that is going to help this festival festival run virtually online. And I'd like to show you their website really quick. Um, you can Google in Sacred Sexual music festival. It's actually usually held in Vancouver. The website is sacredsexualmusicfestival.com. And uh, because of COVID, we had to go virtual. So this festival is now going to be made available around the world to everyone. It's being held April 16th, April 17th, which is my birthday, woohoo, and April 18th of 2021. Uh, you can see the schedule here if you're watching this on Path 11 TV. The 16th, it runs from 6 to 9. Um, and then pretty much it's all day on the 17th and 18th. Uh, we will have ticket links that will be made available on that website for you. And so we have reached out to the presenters and Murray is one of the presenters at the Sacred Sexual Music Festival. So these people and these presenters are really embodying sexuality and spirituality and healing. And let's bring Murray on so she can begin to tell us what she is going to be doing at this festival. She's dedicated her life to explore arousal and orgasm as healing. So Tantra Yoga, uh, breath work and body work with movement and sounds are keys we all use to unlock 
and activate our O energy. So I don't know what that O energy is, but she's going to let me know. Um, she's also certified in two Tantra lineages. Uh, one, I can't really pronounce. I'll wait for her to describe that. And she's also trained and worked with therapists, psychologists, and surrogate partner therapy. So um, let's get to this O energy activation. Marae, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, so I'd like to know a little bit more about, you know, your journey. And, you know, what I love talking with women that are really working with sexuality is that I sometimes feel like in our culture, as women, we can be so um, embarrassed to really allow our feminine to come out, to love our bodies, to show our bodies without feeling like um, we are these, you know, sexual beings or like, you know, we're getting called all these names about, oh, a slut, a whore, oh, look at her, you know, look what she's wearing and stuff like that. So to have women that are teaching people about how to embrace their sexuality, how to bring that into healing our bodies and loving our bodies is so empowering as a woman. So I thank you for the work that you're doing but would love to know how you got into this. So tell me a little bit more about your background. So I was called Tantra because I had a strong sex drive as a young girl and adolescent. Um, I can remember times when I would play with myself for hours just as an adventure. And my sexuality was so open but misguided. And so what happened to me, as has happened to a lot of women, especially as we're developing our sexuality, is that I had mixed messages. There was a part of me that was very sexual, and there was a part of me that, like you say, according to our conditioning, we're taught to you know, constrain that energy and not express it. And so that push-pull, yes, no, caused me to be raped in a few occasions that were kind of date rapes, I suppose. But, I mean, if man was gentle and loving, I probably wouldn't have called it a rape, but he was forceful. He didn't know how to connect with me and I felt so violated and I felt like my soul had been tainted. So I went deep inside. I started to go into meditations and actually became celibate so that I could really purify that part of me and reclaim it as spiritual. And during some of my meditations, I would actually start to feel orgasmic energy kind of trickling up my spine. And I began to realize that this is a life force that isn't based on a partner or a relationship or even doing anything physical. It was an energetic field that started to awaken inside of me that made me realize that sexuality is a sacred power and that it was important for me to learn to explore it and expand and discover it. So I left the spiritual celibate lifestyle. And Tantra landed in my lap. That was the next step for me. I just found books on Tantra and I became ravenously hungry to find that link between sexuality and spirituality. So educate me a little bit more about Tantra because I'm not too familiar uh, with the concepts of it. I have heard of tantric sex. I also have a shaman that I've worked with uh, many times. Last time we got together for dinner, she was talking about this experience of how like, I need to teach women more about how they can orgasm during their meditations and connect with spirit and connect with this energy. I mean, exactly what you were just saying. And we were, we, you know, we were kind of laughing. It was over dinner. We're like, what's going on with you? You know? And she's like, it's beautiful. It's amazing. Women need to learn this. And I was like, I don't even know how do you begin with this? Like I was blown away. Right. And she was just like, so excited about it. So, um, 
Yeah. So tell tell me a little bit more, and this might also be new for some of our listeners. What what is tantra? It's a melding of body and spirit. It's connecting the essence of life in our body in a way that it moves through our system and activates and energizes all of our chakras, starting with the base chakra or the crown. It moves in both directions, up and down. And ideally, when you're practicing tantra, you're arousing sexual energy with the intent of filling up with it. Not to release it so quickly, but instead to drink it up and bathe in it and become enlightened by it. I have so much reverence for this energy. And the more I explore it and discover it in my own feminine way, as opposed to the goal orientation that a lot of men have imposed upon us in sexual, you know, uh, uh, sexual um, encounters where men have this goal, they want to make a woman come or they want to get off themselves without realizing that every breath and every movement and every sensual level of arousal is delicious and deep and meaningful and, and actually a powerful teacher. Um, so I, I think when we consider orgasm and arousal as medicine as as a life force that can rejuvenate us it can also when given the proper reverence with a meditative approach with a intent to awaken um deeper states of consciousness it it can deliver in in amazing ways um in fact this morning when i was preparing for our talk today i thought i'll do a little meditation and in my meditation I focused on what is the message that needs to come across today? What's the gift I can deliver that's most beneficial? And I was taken into a really deep, beautiful place of sound, which is exciting because this is a sound festival, a music festival. And you know, one of the four foundations for profound pleasure is how, and, and the most challenging one is how we express ourselves, especially how we express pleasure, and arousal, and or the frustration of the lack of pleasure and arousal, all of which is a part of the journey. Because when we're experiencing difficulty in, in orgasm, which is often common with far too many women, whether or not they've been violated, there's, there's this expression that needs to come out. So in, in the early stages of my tantra journey, a lot of the work that I was doing was releasing my aggression of um, frustration and, you know, having been raped puts a damper on the whole sexual vibration. The feeling of connection with my body was, was tainted. It was like I'd cut off a part of me. I was disconnected from it. So I had to purify it. And part of the purification was emotional release. It was, you know, just expressing the the anger and the rage and the, you know, the the desperation that I'd felt, helplessness, being taken, being stolen, being robbed of my innocence. So as I moved through a lot of those layers, what would happen at the end or the closure of one of those emotional release cathartic processes was I would go into a deep meditation of arousal and feel sometimes with a lover, I would feel now I've got a clear space and I can really connect and feel all the sensations in my body that had been shut down or 
locked up and you know guarded a lot of women don't even realize this but i think tension and the great message that i got today about activating arousal and sexual energy is that how we use tension and that's another one of the foundations is the movement of our muscles and a lot of us as we get closer to a climax we tighten our body we get to this kind of rigidness that um, is often portrayed in porn with like this tight little squeals of sound that come out <laughs> in between the holding of breath. Whereas with Tantra, and what I experienced profoundly a lot, but very, very deeply today, was how we can meditate and use sound like toning or moaning, I'm calling it the Om zone, the orgasmic magic zone, or the tone zone, because it's a zone where we can, you know, tap into the toning moans, the sounds, whatever they are, whether it's pleasure or frustration or anger, as we release them, it creates a wave of energy. And as that wave of energy moves through our body, it allows us to clear whatever angst or frustrations or, you know, violations or whatever stuff is in there. And then it makes more room for pleasure. And then as we start to express our pleasure, you know, it may be a combination of feelings. There may even be some tears there. And that needs to be expressed as well so that we can be fully, wholly embodied. And to me, tantric sexuality, whether you're with a partner or engaging in this expression on your own as a solo, soul practice meditation, it's a communion with the power of life. And in that comes a commitment to be complete, to be total, to be authentic, to be whatever it is. If you're feeling angst or frustration or even pain, to be able to say it, to release it. I used to feel that was one of the, you know, overlays of, of having been violated was that my body was sometimes numb. I couldn't feel much. And when I did feel, there was this process of unraveling feelings that started with pain. Before I even could access pleasure, I would feel pain inside with penetration. And I know, I know, unfortunately, that's a condition that happens with a lot of women. And then we tense up and we try to prevent the pain or guard ourselves from protecting from that pain, which then causes it to become either more painful or we disconnect. And then in the disconnect, there's nothing happening. We're not really meeting. We're not connecting with our partner. We're not even connecting with ourselves. So. All this is to say that Tantra is a process of awakening and healing and releasing what holds us back from being in our full, total, juicy, rich, alive, vibrant self. And in that vibrant self, every chakra is connected and informing every other chakra. And I was feeling that in our my meditation this morning is how those my, my I would channel the sound up and down my spine with different sounds. And I'm I'm having an orgasm during this. Okay. I use mantra, I use sound to activate the orgasm to move up and through and into my brain and into my heart and then bring it back down. So it you know it becomes like a healing wave of meditative yum. 
Wow. Thank you. And and thank you so much, too, for being vulnerable and sharing your story of rape. Um, unfortunately, is something that many, many women have experienced to go through, continue to go through. And I've seen, too, in my clinical practice that a lot of what you're talking about, um, women, you know, who are survivors of it uh, will, have, not all, but the people that I've worked with, clearly, they're coming to me to work on that trauma, uh, have had some of the similar things that you've said. They've either shut down their sexuality. Uh, they've become celibate. They ha- are disconnected from that force. It can be painful, fearful, re-traumatized. Yeah. You know, and we hide behind it. A lot of women become overweight because of it and just want to protect themselves to not be attractive because attraction means danger. That, right. that was a story for me for a long time. Yeah. And, and possibly too, you know, I've also Mm -hmm. seen it on the other end where women will um, engage in it more, but more from aggression, you know, and will have sex with as many men, but as a way to get back at their perpetrator, you know? Um, So that's still kind of a disconnect with the sexual energy as well, even though they may be very sexual. Exactly. I've been there too. But for me, it was like, I was trying to overcompensate for something that I was missing. It's like, well, maybe this guy will give it to me. Maybe this guy knows how to do it. Maybe, and, and none of them knew how to unlock my keys because I wasn't letting them. I wasn't vulnerable enough. I didn't feel safe enough. Right. And, and inter- interesting in your meditation, again, this is like your synchronicity. This morning when I was meditating, I was doing a sound healing meditation. So the fact that here you're in meditation before our interview, I'm in meditation, but I'm listening to, this is nothing about sexual sound healing or anything. It was just the healing of sound. And then you go into your meditation, you say, oh, I'm feeling called to talk about sound. So, so cool. Love it. (laughs) I love the synchronicities. Now, um, I know that you work with couples too. You know, when I had gone to your website, you do some sex therapy. You also work with people individually. I have to say my first, I, I felt like when I got to your website, there was a part of me that wanted to be so like overprotective and be like, oh my God, I hope people aren't like abusing these services or that people are calling up to get off on this. But then I was thinking, well, but maybe there's some trauma there that needs to be healed. And maybe Marae works with that. You know, I, I was wondering if you, you know, do get cases or people that are wanting to pay for for your services, but are doing it just purely for masturbation, or maybe they're not coming with the right intent. Um, so I wanted to get an understanding too, of like your clientele and who are people that, you know, um, you know, book your services and what exactly are you doing on a one-on-one session with people? Great. Uh, I get both men and women. Um, the men often are looking for something that they don't quite know. Um, Some want to connect their genitals with their heart. They understand that that's part of a higher octave, a higher level of sexuality. Some just want to get off or some want to learn how to fill in the missing gaps. You know, what's missing? Why aren't they getting their partner to want to make love with them? Because, you know, when a man comes from his own sexual desire without the intent to connect it with love and deliver something beautiful to his partner to awaken her or him, depending on their gender preference. When the intent is just a sexual desire without the integration of heart and soul, 
it can be a very shallow experience. And I think people get tired of it after a while. And so they come to me looking for what else is there? What's missing? What don't I know? And I've discovered and find that, you know, men and women are, you know, the opposite in many, many ways. And in our sexuality, we actually can unlock each other's key uh, keys. We have keys to each other's locks and we can open each other so that men can learn how to be more sensitive, how to be more subtle, how to tune into the energy of surrender, which allows a woman to open to him rather than being aggressive and throwing her down and taking her in a way that makes him feel the man, you know. And, and some women love that. And sometimes I do, too, if I'm really into the man. But in order to really create that connection where you are that connected to one another, a man needs to really listen to a woman's energy and open and respond to her. And I work a lot with people to help them with that. I'm working with couples where the man really wants to be his wild animal self and he likes to growl and he likes to bite and he likes to be wild. And she's, you know, delicate and, and she wants to be in, you know, her priestess and honored as a goddess. And, you know, so I'm, I'm <laughs> in fact, I'm working with a couple like that today and, and I'll be, helping them to find that meeting point where she can go deeper into her body and feel her erotic self. And in fact, we've even given that part of her a name and a deeper voice so that she can tap into that persona and, you know, access the, the deep, rich, sexy part of her. And I was thinking about how deep voices and deep tones tap into and activate the deeper chakras, you know, the first and second chakra are low, deep notes. <laughs> and you know low deep sounds can be a very sexy sound it's instinctive yeah. awesome great thank you and is this the first time that you're presenting at the sacred sexual music festival or if you've done this festival before it is i'm very excited i i met wendy uh years ago at a tantra temple and we just stumbled into each other recently on linkedin and she invited me to join Wonderful. And yeah, and what are you going to be sharing there? What what are you going to be presenting? I want to make it an experiential journey. And so for me, and as I mentioned, there are the four foundations that activate orgasmic energy, that activate the river of life that flows through us, which is orgasmic energy. And so I'll be guiding and teaching people how to tap into that energy. And as courageously free as we are as a community, I'd like to encourage people to explore and experiment with their own sounds, sounds of happiness, even the sounds of laughter. Laughter and orgasm are very similar to one another. So we may do some laughgasms, you know, tapping into how to move energy with sound in a way that we can very intentionally channel it into different chakras and, you know, clearing the chakras that need to be cleared, healed. Interesting. So would you say that it's a lot of work with the throat chakra as well? I mean, clearly we're making sound, we're using that out of the throat chakra. And one of the things that I'm thinking about is, you know, what about the people who are silent during sex that maybe there's like you were talking about how women sometimes can like restrict or hold on, or maybe people are actually holding their breaths and maybe people feel really embarrassed or like they've never let a moan out <laughs> before. So, um, you know, so I, I'm seeing this also, too, as a throat chakra, you know, opening. That's the biggest breakthrough when people discover how intricately connected arousal is to sound through the vagus nerve, which, which travels up through the throat chakra 
and all the way down to the sexual center. So when you're making sound, you're stimulating this vagus nerve and the vagus nerve activates a lot of powerful feelings and it can intensify and increase orgasms. So people who are shy about making sound, men especially are very quiet about making sound. Um, I think it's a conditioning and I like to encourage them to break through. And it doesn't have to be a lot of loud sound. In fact, in my meditation this morning, I, that question came up for me as well. And I thought, well, it doesn't have to be a loud sound. It can just be a purr. It can just be an open throat ah, sound. And as you express every breath and every wave of sensation through sound, the sounds will grow and will become more, uh, they'll take on a life of their own <laughs> in the sense that once we get past the inhibition, then we start to discover this wilder side that isn't so controlled and conditioned. And, you know, it's like there's a sad feeling that comes up for me and yet a rebelliousness that uh, surrounds it, which is that I really feel culturally we've been conditioned all across the world to cut away, to cut off our sexual power by not talking about it, by not expressing it, by not letting the neighbors hear us or the children hear us. or Oh, my God, all these things are just considered so taboo. Right. And what that's done for us or against us really is that it's created this total disconnect from our sexual energy and our power. Because I was thinking about it this morning as I was expressing my sounds, I was realizing you know, last night I wanted to play with myself and get into this energy and it's the full moon and I was feeling off. And yet I was tired and I thought, you know, why do it in the night when I'm tired? My energy is strong and beautiful and rich in the morning. So I went to sleep early, let the full moon light. I actually listened to a sound meditation to a, a sound bath before I went to sleep and I was so, so peaceful. And this morning the voice was just like, do your meditation. And so I'll share with you something that I do and I'll tell more about it in the class that I'll be teaching, but I like to use the element of water to um, arouse myself. And so I, I get into the bath and I have a very long shower head and I actually like to use the shower head to massage myself and particularly to massage my own. And it can be an incredibly yin, relaxing, sensual, like long, long, prolonged orgasmic state, very different from the use of a vibrator. So... That's a secret. Okay. <laughs> and I'll tell more about it. because you know, in the water, there's this this feminine element to it. It's yin, you know, it's warm, it's embryotic, it's very sensuous. Yeah. yeah, and I think what I think you hit on something big too. It's like letting go of that inhibition, right? So I mean, if you're at a conference like this, then clearly you're ready to explore this. And when you have a teacher like yourself that is so open, you seem to make it so easy to be able to talk about it because you really are kind of embodying it. Just your voice embodies it. Your hand movements um, embody it. You know, just your whole presentation. I'm sure that's going to bring people a lot of comfort uh, who might, you know, feel a little scared. Maybe it's the first time they're coming to a festival like this and they don't know what to expect. Mm. Um, and I think you're right. You know, it, it makes me wonder, like, if our culture has not stunted our sexuality as much, like, who are we when we are that in touch with that sexual power? One question, right? Who would we be if we didn't have all that constriction from the time we were little? 
Yeah. And you think about the porn industry too, right? I mean, it's, it's billions and billions of dollars. I mean, yet we're all walking around like acting like sex either isn't talked about or we're not sexual beings or we put on these different personas. Um, And I think the other thing that I would love to see shift is the shame, you know, because it's like, uh, I've, I've worked a lot with, uh, you know, men uh, that have either had an addiction to porn or sexual addictions, or, you know, they're coming in for couples Mm -hmm. therapy because the wife found out that the husband's looking at porn and, oh my God, he's masturbating and it's not to me. And, you know, this whole dynamic that happens and the men come in so shameful, you know, ashamed of it. And there just seems to be something really just wrong about that, you know, that we shouldn't feel shame around our sexuality, pleasuring ourselves. Um, You know, like you said, there's healing qualities to it that can really ignite the chakra system, the kundalini energy, you know, and yet there's a lot of shame, I think, around it. And people don't even talk openly about their porn use or what they're watching or what they're doing. It's kind of like maybe when you're amongst really close friends, or if you have a community like the Sacred Sexual Music Festival community, then it may not be taboo to just, you know, over a meal. Oh, yeah. So what do you guys try out in the bedroom? You know, but it just doesn't seem to be the typical dinner conversation that you're having. (laughs) Depends on the dinner table. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But you're right. It's certainly not open in culture, which is why I have to use codes and words that, you know, even advertising what I offer or, you know, having a Facebook post. If I talk about pleasure, I'm not really you know a lot a lot of my posts aren't allowed they don't <laughs> they don't allow me to talk about pleasure i can talk about sexuality in certain contexts but it's very limited it's very limited it's more therapeutic or you know what um condoms you can use <laughs> but you know just the idea of the adventure of pleasure is is taboo it's not allowed we don't we don't even realize how constricted we are because we've been brought up with it all our lives. So every once in a while I get a glimpse, I realize, wow, we've been contracted because it makes us really powerful when we're sexually turned on and not just sexually turned on, because when you're moving the energy through your body, once it gets up into your heart and your, you know, your power center, your throat and your brain, your crown chakra, you are tapping into the universal life force itself. It activates in our sexual center Sometimes um, if you don't bring it to a climax, but you choose to draw the energy in and up instead, then it starts to take on really interesting features and new characteristics that aren't sexual. They're like insights. They're like braingasms. <laughs> you know, they're like awakenings. That's, that's why the Tantra path is really a path of enlightenment. Yeah. Always has been. You know, the sexual part of it is the gateway. But that's just the gateway that the benefits, the pleasure that you can derive, the hours long orgasms are just the side benefits. The ultimate goal is to tap into that energy and to channel it into your heart, to channel it into every organ that needs rejuvenation, which is usually every organ. So if you bring it up into your crown and then let it fountain down with sounds, you're giving your whole body a reboot of energy. You know, a blast of light force. 
Yeah, such a cool way to, you know, look at it in a totally different perspective. So I'm so excited that, you know, we're talking about this on the Path 11 podcast that, you know, we were brought to the Sacred Sexual Music Festival this year. And I'll tell you, you're absolutely right about promoting. There's like two taboo topics when it comes to social media, getting ads and posting about death. Mm -hmm. And we do the afterlife awareness conference. So that's been a challenge to do ads Mm -hmm. and then sex and, you know, promoting and getting ads approved. You're right. You have to talk in code. You have to describe it in a way. Otherwise your ads get rejected. You can't even promote your darn event to let people know what's going on. And we are going to have to put in this episode itself explicit it's explicit because we're talking about masturbation and touching ourselves and um, orgasm. And all of a sudden this now becomes explicit and there has to be like a trigger warning, you know, for that. So um, we have a lot of work to do, I think in this field. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. I didn't even know that there was a trigger warning that that's new to me, but I have had a lot of my YouTube uh, videos taken down because they were, one of them was every Every part of the body that was, um, you know, taboo, you know, like breasts and general, we were in a hot tub and there was some nudity, but I had every single part of the body blurred, you know, I paid money to have that done and they still took it down. (laughs) You know, we weren't even doing anything sexual, we were just hot tubbing and pooling and, but, you know, there were so, (sighs) it, it comes from very far up the you know, the food chain, it's, it's people trying to disempower us, to disconnect us from our power. Because I'll tell you, after these amazing, one, I will honestly say, one of the most amazing orgasms I've ever had in my life was this morning. And I feel so radiant afterwards. It's like, wow, I'm just so inspired to, to work on the creative projects I've got to go. And, you know, it's, it's like filling, it's fueling, it's fueling my mind. So you know, this, this kind of stuff is, you know, it can't be free. You know, if they can't tax it, they can't, they can't let us have it. Oh gosh. Well, I'm happy to hear you had one of the best orgasms of your life before coming on to your show. And I'll tell people, you know, some of our listeners listen and others watch um, at my interviews and you are, you're gloating. This woman has not stopped smiling since she's come on the air. Um, You know, she is radiating, she's glowing. So I would guarantee, I I would highly recommend that if you're just listening to this podcast, watch it on Path 11 TV. It's free. You don't need a subscription to see our video podcast for Path 11 podcast. Um, And you'll be able to really see this embodiment of this beautiful sexuality that just emits through Mare. So, um, so thank you so much for being a guest. I look forward to actually sitting in on your presentation um, because that's the fun part, you know, as we are in kind of the background of producing these virtual events for people, um, I get to learn. So I get to sit back and kind of watch and participate as well. And I know that you're working a little bit on your website, but I think by the time we push this out, uh, your website will be up and running. So for people who are interested in working with you, what is your website and where can they go to uh, find more information about you? My name is Mare Simone, M-A-R-E-S-I-M-O-N-E.com. So I've got that. And then I have a Facebook page that's uh, Mare Simone in Tantra Heaven, which is another place I can be found. I'm on LinkedIn. You know, if you just Google my name, you'll see a lot of me. Some of it's a little salacious. I had uh, uh, taboo um, 
what is it called? Uh, one of those papers, um, The Sun wrote an article about me that was a little bit outrageous, but it's okay. I'm, I'm fine with outrageous. You know, we can't be shy in this world anymore. There's, there's no time to be holding back. One thing I did want to mention before we wrap it up is that I, I love to help women break through those traumas sexually because I've been through it myself. I know the dark side. I know the, the numbness. I know the process. And I, I know the wonderful celebration that women can have when they reconnect with their sexuality. And that, that's really one of my specialties right now is working with women. Awesome. Increase their orgasmic ability. And to help men sit down so that they can have multiples and meet in the middle. <laughs> well, wonderful. I am so happy you're doing this work. I'm so happy you're helping women heal from the trauma of rape and sexual abuse. And so that they can reconnect with that and embody that and take that power back. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that work. And, um, and if you guys would like to learn more and want to try out this sacred sexual music festival, um, we will also have that ticket link up for you in the show notes. Again, it's April 16th, 17th and 18th. I think it's going to be really wonderful. I'm excited. And we're going to have more of the presenters and speakers that are going to be at this festival coming up on the path Loving podcast. So get ready to hear about more about sex and sexuality and healing. So that's going to be on our agenda for the spring of Path 11. All right. Well, Mare, thank you. You're a beautiful soul. And uh, thank you for this wonderful hour. So take care. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you on the show. It's been a blast. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening. Again, I just want to remind you, head on over to the sacredsexualmusicfestival.com website to purchase your tickets for the Sacred Sexual Music Festival, or you can visit path11productions.com to purchase those tickets. I also want to give you a free code. Uh, This code is actually going to be for Path 11 TV. If you are listening to this podcast, you can actually watch our podcast for free on Path 11 TV, and you can start a seven-day free trial. And if you subscribe, I'd like to give you the code PODCAST30. PODCAST is all in caps, and that will give you some money off for your membership. Path 11 TV has over 100 hours of video, and you can download the app on any device. So head on over to your app store and look for the purple Path 11 TV logo. It's beautiful. I love it. And I know you're going to love it too. All right. Thanks, everyone. Take care.